0: Hello and good morning, everyone. Um, very good morning to all those joining us on site and online, alright? So, it's a wonderful morning to see faces, alright? Um, familiar faces, friends, uh, new and old, alright? Uh, not the age, all right? <laughs> That we come together once again this Sunday for our Free Community Church uh, Sunday Service where we come together as a community entering into sacred space, Right. For those joining us online and you may be new with us, welcome home, right? This is a space that you are welcome regardless of your, where you are on your faith journey or whether you have a faith or you're just seeking community. Community is sacred. And this is a sacred space that we have come together to encounter the divine. So as we prepare our hearts um, this morning, right, entering to this sacred space, Creating it as a as a community. Let us prepare our hearts, and like to invite those who are willing and um, willing and able to stand and join me in a call to worship. Drawn by God's presence, we, we gather. Inspired by God's spirit, we, we worship. worship. Empowered by God's grace, we, we live. live. We are a community, embraced embraced by by the mystery mystery of of God's God's love for for all creation. We are a community that looks for the light of Christ, the The light light that shines
1: shines in every every time, every 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 place, and every every
2: life.
0: life. Within this dynamic community, we foster connections and and experiences that bring meaning to life and help us face the issues of the day. Together, Together we we strive strive to live with with loving hearts, Open, open minds and, and hands, open hands extended, extended to people. all. Welcome home. Amen. Amen. Now let us remain standing for those who are um, uh, first joining us. All right. Now we can actually sing with our mask on. So let us join the worship team together in a time of worship, encountering the Lord with one heart and one voice.
3: Every blessing you, and every blessing you for Adam, turn back to, back to praise. praise. And when the darkness closes in light, still
4: I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name. blessed be the name of the lord blessed be your glory
3: Shining down on me When the world's all as it should be Blessed be your name Blessed be your name Blessed be your name, be your name On the road i marked with suffering Though there's pain in the offering Blessed be your name
4: Blessing,
3: you. And every blessing you every pour out, I'll turn, turn back, back to praise. But oh, when the darkness closes in fire, oh. still I will
4: say, Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name, blessed be Choose to say, Lord, blessed be. Rewrite your story of love for me I would not forget those moments of doubts if I could rewrite your story of love for me I would not erase those times of struggle those moments of doubting myself and blaming you for all my brokenness Those moments I wrestled myself And you for the answers For a little hope Then I will remember When you became real to me When you were not turn away When you would not turn away, I will remember, I am an anchor Rewrite your story of love for me. I would not forget those moments of doubts. If I could rewrite your story of love for me, I would not erase those times of struggle, those moments of doubting myself. And blaming you for all my brokenness. Those moments I wrestle myself and blame you for the answers. For a little hope, then I will remember when you became real to me, when you would not know. When you would not turn away, I will remember, I am an anchor of love. I am a beacon of hope for you. When you touched me on my side, when my eyes were open to you, and so I saw that I was born free. When you touched me on my side when my eyes were open to you and so i saw that i was born free
5: then i will remember when
4: you became real to me when you would not turn away when you would not turn away I will remember I am an anchor of love
5: Good morning and dear friends, I want to share something before John, uh, Jonathan leads us in prayer. Almost a year ago in June, Jonathan had an infection in his liver and he went into septic shock. He was in ICU for many days and at one point it was critical. And today after a long and arduous journey and the support and love of many, many people, and especially Benjamin. Jonathan is back to lead prayer. We are grateful for all the prayers, support and love that you have all poured out. And we are grateful for God's grace and God's abiding presence that has been with Jonathan throughout this entire
2: Thank you, Miak, and thank you, Church, for being um, with me through this difficult journey. And I'd like to thank everybody for their prayers and support and um, their thoughts over the last year. And uh, it's great to be back to live with the uh, free community. So let us pray. Dear Lord, we humble ourselves in your living presence. Holy, merciful, all-knowing Father, we rest in your presence. gracious Jesus, Lord and creator of all that is. We seek your wisdom, guidance, presence and hope Holy Spirit, Keeper of the Church. Three but one, perfect in all things. We approach you today in the mystery of your being, seeking to offer you our worship, thanksgiving, and praise. Come through your spirit to heal, inspire, and renew us in your perfect love, you lay down your life for us, and we have sinned in our thoughts and imaginations, and we have allowed our emotions to lead us astray, and we have permitted our actions to be living contradictions of your will. Lord. Receive our penitence and transform it into repentance we pray for our needy selves and our needy world where there is discord in our nation and beyond help us to be light and healing as Jesus was bold and confident in reaching out to others in their need Help your church to shine and to be healing hands and voices. For those who hurt and grieve, help us to bring comfort and hope, friendship and peace. For those suffering, whether here or beyond, open our hearts to everything in our power to make a difference. Where there is division... In the Church and between churches, humble us so that we might seek reconciliation and peace. For all present in this place who need a touch of grace from Jesus, draw us to him in confidence. And for those situations in the world today, the devastating war in Ukraine, the senseless shootings in the US, and the adverse far-reaching effects of the global COVID pandemic, to name a few, where only you can make a difference. We pray that you act in powerful ways. And all this, and the unspoken words of our hearts and minds, we offer in faith and expectation In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and Saviour, Amen.
6: my way. Whenever I'm lost, I can trust in your name. I can trust in your name. your grace prevail, let your grace prevail. Open up my heart, tear down these brick walls so that you will come, so that you will come. Open heaven's gate. E
5: A battery. It's on. I'm on. I'm on. It's not me. We have a slight technical. Oh, I can hear a little bit of my, yeah, I think. Can you hear me? It's coming out already, right? Yeah. Thank you. Just making sure that, okay, folks can hear me here and folks can hear me online. Gary, folks can hear me online, right? Great. Good morning. I want to invite you to take out your phones, which is not usual. And i told talked to some of my friends um, from seminary before, um, because m- normally we are um, quite uh, having an issue with people checking their phones when we are preaching. But we have been using Menti for quite a while. And for those of you who are joining us um, for the first time, then you might be very surprised that you know, I'm asking you to take out your phones. Because um, part of the the process of this sermon is being built together. You know, listening to you and asking you to reflect and um, perhaps putting your reflections into mentee. Um, you can go to menti.com. You can scan the QR code. Uh, you go to menti.com. You can enter the code two five three 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 five six nine. It's been left there for a while. Or you can. We have now uh, even shorter way of go, getting in is slash uh, menti and you'll be brought to the um, the site. And why this is why we like to do this is because you know sometimes what you reflect on, you know, God is speaking. To you, and sometimes what you have to offer might be something that will bless somebody else. I learn a lot too from your sharings and your reflections as well, and it helps us get engaged in this time that very often we get disengaged. So would like to um, invite you to join in. Don't worry, you're not tracked. Uh, Menti is anonymous, uh, that's why um, sometimes I get very interesting answers uh, in some of, the, some of the what you have posted. But let us pray. God, may the words from my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you. Amen. So today, we come across a very familiar story the healing at the pool of Bethesda. And you may be familiar with it because I've preached on it several times. It's one of my favorite um, healing stories. And I made references to it very often, even in my personal conversations with some of you. And while it may be familiar to you, it's definitely familiar to me, I find something new every time I revisit this story. And so let us encounter this healing story once again, this season of Easter, right? And I want to start reading to you from John chapter 5, this story. After this, there was a festival of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, there is a pool called in Hebrew Bethzada, which has five porticles. And in these, many invalids, blind, lame, and uh, paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, Stand up, take up your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now, that day was a Sabbath. So I want to ask you, what stood out for you from this passage? When I read it, what jumped up at you? You know, just a short phrase, or single word. What stood out for you from this healing story of this man? The love of God. Certainly. Suit up and walk. Faith. 38 years. 38 years. Probably his entire life. Or most of his life, right? Do you want to walk? Stepping in front. Someone else stepping in front of him, right? Um, Not caring for the disabled. The mat. What does the mat represent? Jesus, the the healing happened on the Sabbath. Thank you. Continue keying your answers. Some of you noticed the stand up, take up your mat and walk. And that's an echo of another healing account from the second chapter of Mark's Gospel. Remember the one that the uh, the man's friends made a hole in the roof and then brought him down so that he could be near Jesus. Jesus asked the scribes then in, uh, in Mark chapter 2, which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, stand up, take up your mat and walk? And I'll come back to this stand up, take up your mat and walk later. Some of you may notice the way the sick man answered the question. Jesus asked him a yes-no question. Do you want to be made well? but the sick man somehow dodged the question. Some of you may notice that Jesus healed on the Sabbath and that the, one of the actions that Jesus told this man to do, take your mat, is actually telling him to break the Sabbath law. But what stood out for me in this passage is how... There is a difference between being cured and being healed. And here I, I interpret being made well as being healed. I want to ask you: what's the difference between being cured and being healed? I invite you to think and reflect on that. What's the difference? Is there a difference? What's the difference between being cured and being healed? And that's a valid answer. I don't know. Allow yourself, even if you don't know, allow yourself to think about it. What's the difference between being cured and healed? And I hope that at the end of this sermon that you might have some idea, right? Being healed is holistic. Very good. The body and the mind, cured by man, healed by God, that's a very interesting answer too. Cured from the symptoms. Healing is more holistic from within. Healing is about being made whole again. Being cured means that one can still relapse from this because it only treats the symptoms. Being healed means being fully treated. Cured is the removal of disease. Healed is restoration to wholeness. Spiritually, mentally and physically, curing could be referring just to physical maybe. Healing is more long-term. One is dealing with the symptom and one is dealing with the cause. Healing is a journey and healing is a process. Sometimes I wonder why, whether I should ask these questions because it's kind of like Spoiler alert, right? You know, some of the answers there are in my sermon. You see, when we say someone is cured, we mean that the ailment or the illness the person is suffering from has been resolved or gone away. But when we say someone is healed, we mean that that person has recovered to a state of well-being. Both can happen, though they may happen in different times. As I have said earlier, when I welcomed Jonathan back to, the prayer lead, lead, uh, to lead prayer today, I told you that last June, Jonathan had a liver infection and was admitted to the ICU. He suffered from septic shock and then almost died then. And while he might be cured of that infection, healing is still taking a while, and it's He had to go through several procedures the past year, and the healing journey continues, both physically, not just both, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Healing often takes much longer than the curing. Then I want to ask you a very simple question. Yes, Noah, is it possible to be cured but not healed? Is it possible to be cured and not healed? And maybe think about some examples of what it means to be cured but yet not healed. Wow, 25-0. I think in some ways, you've experienced being cured and not healed, right? So some of you have gotten COVID and recovered from it, and though you may be cured of COVID, you might be still suffering from some lingering, uh, lingering issues from COVID, there might be some ways more before you consider yourself fully healed. Or like Molly, who had a fracture, she had a fall, and doctors had to put a metal plate and screws to hold the pieces of the bone together And in a way, the bone isn't fractured anymore, but healing took a while. This being cured but not healed is not just physical. Some people may have experienced something traumatic, may have been hurt or harmed, and while that incident might have passed for some time, they are still triggered by experiences that remind them of the traumatic incident. It might be an accident, you know, and then a bang and then they react to loud noises. And I know, because I have such an experience. As a child, I was burned by a hot surface, not very badly burned, but it was still painful. And because of that incident, I'm pyrophobic. And maybe many of you know, know that I'm actually afraid of fire and I don't really react well to hot objects even though I do light candles here and there, but it takes a lot of energy for me to, to interact with something hot. And some of you might have noticed you know, there's a peculiar thing that happens here um, at FCC, right? Sometimes when you're passing microphones to each other, and you'll see some of us asking the other person to put down the microphone instead of handing the microphone over, and that's because some of us have been zapped by the static electricity before. And it's a zap and you know it's not a pleasant experience. And so in some ways, while the zap is cured no longer happens, we are still not healed because we're still reacting to it. Some of us may have been betrayed by people before. And while that incident might be over, the fallout from the betrayal may be over as well. And maybe we even have forgiven that person but we may not be healed yet. Because we may still be distrustful of people. Being cured and yet not healed can happen beyond the context of individual healing. It can happen in society as well. While we deal with specific problems, when we deal with specific problems without dealing and addressing the systemic issues that give rise to these problems, we can cure the problem without healing. And the problem will likely happen again in one form or another. Just like some of you have said, we are treating the symptoms and not addressing the root causes. At the risk of oversimplifying, I'll give you an example. It's like catching a thief and throwing the thief in jail. That addresses the problem, right? Because this person stole but that does not address the underlying societal problems that drives this person to steal. It may be just a story, but I want to bring out an example from Les Miserables. Les Miserables starts off with the main character, Jean Valjean, sent to prison for stealing a loaf of bread. The author, Victor Hugo, was on his way to work in February 1846 when he witnessed a young man with a loaf of bread under his arm being led away by the police. Bystanders said he was arrested for stealing bread. He was dressed in mud-splattered clothes, his bare feet thrust into clogs, his ankles wrapped in blooded rags in lieu of stockings. It made me think, wrote Hugo, this man was no longer a man in my eyes, but the spectre of la miserie, of poverty. Catching the teeth doesn't bring about the healing required to prevent theft again. Addressing poverty will. So we can be cured, yet not healed. Then, I want to ask you, what about the reverse? Is it possible to be healed but not cured? Can you think of some examples that someone or something is healed but not cured? It could be something you have witnessed yourself. It could be something that, something you have experienced yourself. Serious illness, but at peace with it. Yes, acceptance. Yes, Jacob becoming Israel. Or people being at peace with cancer healed by love of God, but not cured of the illness. HIV. Having faith and resilience to move on despite the physical or biological conditions. Being gay. Forgave and forgotten. A wounded healer. Yes. Cherishing time with loved ones despite continuing to suffer from terminal illness. Thank you. Thank you for your vulnerability to dig in to some experiences that might not be pleasant. Because I know and I how difficult it might be to share these stories and what has gone on for you. And like I say, just said just now, you know, this is almost like giving away all the answers. Some of you talk about grief. I have witnessed this being healed but not cured in some people living with HIV. They have come to terms with their illness, something that they consider a um, a chronic condition. And And they have started to take care of themselves, being on antiretroviral medication, so that their viral load can be reduced to undetectable levels. And those of you who don't know, zero equals zero. If you are undetectable, your viral load is undetectable, then you cannot transmit HIV. They also continue to work through the underlying issues they are struggling with, and they figure out how to make meaning in their lives. I also witnessed people experiencing great tragedy. And while what happened cannot be undone, they found ways to come to terms with that tragedy and figure out how to make meaning of what happened and grow out of that tragedy. I personally witnessed situations where one is not healed, or one is healed but not cured, when I walk with people with terminal illness. Many of them reach a point where they are at peace with with their illness that they live out the last days of their lives well. They may do what Carrie Egan, a hospice chaplain, calls the spiritual work of dying, the work of finding and making meaning out of one's life the experiences it's contained, and the people who have touched it, the betrayals, the wounds, the unfinished business, the unrealized dreams. Coming to terms with the end of one's life and being at peace with it, it's healing. Oftentimes we resist it. Oftentimes we wish that things change, that somehow the illness will be gone. But I've seen that healing also comes about when one makes peace with it. Some of us may be doing physiotherapy or rehab to address some injury, illness or physical condition. That can also be a circumstance of experiencing healing but not cured. The underlying problem is still there, but the physiotherapy helps bring about changes that you can live with and live well with the condition. And there are circumstances that's not about physical healing, but emotional and mental healing. Learning to deal with grief from losing a loved one, emerging out from a breakup, coping with changes in life, loss. These are all situations where healing can take place without a change in the circumstances, without the curing. Jesus asked the man, do you want to be made well? What do you think being made well looks like to this man. What do you think being made well looks like to this man? Happy, hmm? dignity included. I don't know who this person who keen in all this is, but it's interesting, right? Dignity, being included, these are not just about being able to walk again, right? When we think about being made well, we'll think about this man who has been sitting on his mat for 38 years, waiting to be healed, but Made well is being treated with dignity, being seen. Being happy doesn't mean that, doesn't just come from his ability to stand up and walk again. Being whole, being restored, being integrated. Think about it. Thank you for your answers. Because being healed, being made well, is not just about being able to walk again, but also about how he sees himself. Will he be able to break out of his own mentality of helplessness and hopelessness? Will he be able to adapt to the new circumstances? Will he be able to thrive? How will people who have seen him sitting on his mat for 38 years treat him how will they react to his healing? Will they still treat him as an outcast? Will they start to find ways to include him? This journey, this healing is very different. It's not just about the physical healing. Do you want to be made well. How does being made well look like to you? Because now we are not talking about the man. We are talking about you. What does being made well look like to you? What does healing look like to you? Because that question wasn't just directed at this man. Do you want to be made well? Free from trauma, meaning making, in internal peace, being godlike not in the raw raw way, right? Um, Because when someone tells me being God-like, it sounds like a term that you're, um, you know, like playing a computer game and then you are invulnerable and everything. But being Christ-like, being joyful, no resentment, living authentically, being joyful, serving others, to be me. Thank you. Thank you for your answers and your reflections. Being made well, at the end of the day, is shalom. It is being in right relationship with God, with yourself, with others, and with all of creation. In the sermon earlier this year, I made a less ableist and more inclusive translation as part of that sermon uh, um, uh, that is part of the Home is the Way series. I translated, stand up, take up your mat and walk, to rise, take up your mat and live. But how does each of these look like in our lives? To rise requires us to have hope, to have faith in God, to trust in God's promise that God is always with us, that we are God's beloved, and God will not abandon us. Take up your mat, It's about the spiritual work of healing. Whether it is to make peace with our past or learning to accept our circumstances that we cannot change or find and make meaning of our lives, this is that spiritual work. It's about being engaged with the hard and difficult work to move beyond where we were and where we used to be and to live is to participate and live into God's transforming work in the world. There's a Hebrew term I've learned from my Jewish friends in seminary, and recently Rabbi Miriam and Rabbi Benny talked about it when we were having lunch together. It's tikkun olam. Tikkun means to repair or to heal or improve. Olam means the entire world. In Jewish teachings, any activity that improves the world, brings the world closer to shalom, the state where all things are in right relationship with one another, is tikkun olam. I want to return back to le And rather than telling you, I want to show you a short video from Lemisera
7: You should the papers. Sleep in the stable. Please, I'm oh, hungry. Get out.
4: Ah!
2: Hey! Come and surf you are weary. And the night night is cold out here. Though Though our lives are very very
7: humble, humble, but we have, we have have to share. share. There There is wine here here to revive you, you there is bread to make it strong.
2: There's a bed to rest to till morning. morning. Rest, rest from pain and rest from wrong.
0: Bless the food, the food we eat
2: today. Bless, bless our, our dear, dear sister. sister. And uh, our good guest.
1: No. We, no. Have we have a silver. silver. We, we caught,
7: caught this man Red Handed.
2: He had the nerve to say so you red-handed. gave him this. That, that is, that is right. right. But my, my friend, friend, you left, you so, left so early. early.
0: Surely you something slipped your mind.
7: You forgot. I gave these also. Would you leave the, the best behind?
2: The this man has spoken to you. I commend you for your duty, Now God's blessing go
4: with
7: you. But remember this, my brother.
2: See, you this some higher plan, you must use this precious silver to become an honest man by the
7: witness, witness of the, the martyrs, by I the passion and the blood God, God has raised you out of darkness. I, I have saved your soul
4: for
5: Let me give you a little context of that scene. It's very early on in Les Miserables, but it is the turning point for the main character. Jean Valjean was let out of prison after 19 years for stealing a loaf of bread. 19 years because uh, he tried running away, he was caught back again, And when he was let out, he was given a yellow passport. And that details his crimes and that he is an ex-convict. So in the opening scene, when he was chased away, he was trying to find room in the inn. But there was no room in this inn for an ex-convict like him. And with that, passport, he will always be an outcast. He saw no hope, no way out. And I wonder what was going through his mind to repay the bishop by stealing the silver. And yet, and yet when he was caught and brought back to the bishop, the bishop showed Grace love, and forgiveness. Now, is that how healing looks like? Healing where a man's dignity is restored. Healing when there's forgiveness even though he sinned. When he handed the two candlesticks to John some of you laughed. It is the, really the most expensive of all the silver because the candlesticks are the heaviest so that they don't topple over. And, you know, back then, fires were something that's very, very common and he gave the most expensive to Jean Valjean. And the candlesticks represent more than just the most expensive items. The candlesticks represent light to guide his way back when he was lost. We sang just now, you are the candle who liked my way. Instead of punishing Jean Valjean, the bishop tells the constables he indeed gave the silver to him and he changed the direction and the outcome of Jean Valjean's life. I wonder how we can participate in God's work of healing that changes things and so things go a different way. Healing doesn't come about from punishing someone, but comes when we show someone grace. There are many levels of healing God is doing in our midst. The healing of the individual, the healing of the community, the healing of society, and the healing of the world. Do you want to be made well? Do you want the community to be made well? Do you want society to be made well? Do you want the world to be made well? And we can say, but Jesus said there will always be the poor amongst us. And we cannot so we cannot eradicate poverty. We can say that we are powerless to change things. Who are we? We can think that we are helpless. And the rich and the powerful control everything. We can play victims. But Jesus asked a yes-no question. Do we trust in Jesus? Do we trust God's promises? Then if we do, then rise. Take up your mat and live. It isn't easy, healing. And we mustn't oversimplify the journey of healing. It's not the straight line. And I want to share a little bit more because this morning when I woke up, I realised, and maybe it was a kick in the butt, that I was skirting the issue. I've been talking to Jonathan about how to work in, him coming back to church, and talking about his healing journey, but I only touched the surface, and I want to share more. Jonathan's journey was definitely wasn't easy, he was fighting for his life when he was admitted to the ICU. And those of you who knew, knew many of us gathered on that Wednesday night for the special prayer meeting for Jonathan. His body was not in good shape because of the septic shock. The low blood pressure prevented blood from flowing to his hands and feet. And because of COVID, it was difficult to see Jonathan. We never got, around, we never got to visit him in hospital, and, it was, and we could only connect via video calls. And we finally got to visit Jonathan at home. He was better, but a large portion of his hands and feet were darkened. Darkened because there was no blood flowing there. I even remember how far it was on his hands and feet. And we knew. We knew that he might lose his hand and his feet because the tissue has died. Through the weeks and months that followed, there was progress. And the next time we visited Jonathan, I was stunned. There was a lot of healing. It wasn't complete, but it was a miracle. Jonathan coming back to lead prayer today is a miracle. Where the line was above his wrist, it went down. He didn't lose his hands. It was just a few fingers but rising and trusting god isn't and wasn't and isn't easy for jonathan i want to share this story because we often want healing to be a return to what was but very often that cannot happen healing then means that we are well even though, even though things are not what they used to be, this healing includes our mental and emotional state and our acceptance of what is. I hope to encourage those of you who are going through difficult times that it is okay to struggle, to doubt. And God is with us through all the way. God's promise isn't that we will not go through difficult times. But God's promise is that God will be with us all the way. I want you to hear that. And I want you to know that it may not be now. It may be sometime further down the road in your life where you are wrestling know the promise, I will be with you always. And as a community, I pray that we can be together and to be with each other all the way through the good times and the bad times. I know that we can be part of this healing that God is doing in the world. And just now, I was telling Molly, I'm going to share about her broken wrist, and she said, the healing is not just here, but it's also here. And the healing isn't just about us alone, but also about this tikkun olam, the repairing, restoring, the healing of the world. That's working towards shalom. That's God's will and work that's unfolding still. And I pray that all of us allow ourselves to be God's instruments of love and peace and healing always. Amen.
7: Let us prepare our hearts and minds for Holy Communion. We gather each Sunday at this table, even though at this time, we are all not physically together. The table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table This means that you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. When Jesus sat at tables and broke bread with the tax collectors, lawyers, rich elites, and poor peasants, he proclaimed that God's radical love and abiding presence knows no bounds. Through these occasions of sharing food, every person experienced God and shared in God's kingdom. A kingdom kingdom where where all are are welcome, all are are worthy, and all are invited. invited. A kingdom kingdom where where lives are transformed and empowered, and the fruits fruits of God's God's gentle gentle justice justice bloom bloom throughout throughout creation. (coughs) All people, including each of us, are invited to share in this sacred meal of celebration, and be strengthened by the presence of God in this place. we remember remember that Jesus Jesus fed 5,000 hungry hungry people with five five loaves of bread and two fish. At this miraculous meal, there was such an abundance that everyone ate till they were full, and there were even 12 baskets of food left over. Holy Holy God, God, we celebrate celebrate your abundant abundant care care and solidarity solidarity revealed in in this this meal. meal. We remember that while sharing a meal with Pharisees, Jesus welcomed a woman viewed as an outsider. As the woman anointed his feet with oil, Jesus declared her dignity before everyone at the meal. Holy God, we celebrate your gracious inclusiveness revealed in this meal. At these meals, Jesus and all his disciples resisted the divisions, injustice and violence of society. They lived out instead the kingdom of God, a place of love, justice and mutuality. But we also recognize that not all people like Jesus' ministry. For some people, it was scandalous. They They said, "Look, "Look, a glutton glutton and a a drunkard, a a friend of tax collectors and sinners." sinners. When his arrest seemed near, Jesus ate a meal in an upper room with the disciples. As he had done so many times before, he took bread, and after giving thanks to you, Holy God, he broke it and gave it to the disciples. This time saying, Do this to remember me. After the meal, he shed the wine, gave thanks, and said, I will not drink from this cup again until I drink it with you in the kingdom of God. May I invite the stewards to distribute the elements? Please hold on to the elements and we will partake of it together. Jesus was then unjustly killed by the systems of domination of His day. To some of His frightened disciples, it seemed that the bread symbolized His broken body and the wine His blood. God, the Kingdom of God persisted and persists today through the many people who seek to be your resurrection community. Holy God, in the sharing of this bread and wine, we joyfully celebrate the hope-inspiring ministry and resurrection resurrection of of Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Let's partake of the elements together. I invite you to stand, if you are willing and able, for the prayer of Communion. Together, gracious God, God, may this meal meal be for us, us an Emmaus' meal, where we encounter your presence in the sharing of this food, as the disciples disciples did at their meal in Emmaus. May the sharing of this food be a taste of your kingdom, Holy God, so that we may be strengthened to be your joyful and hopeful disciples. And may we we share share in your kingdom kingdom of love, justice, justice and mutuality with those those around us. us. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.
0: Good morning. Good morning once again. Welcome everyone. My name is Jimmy. Welcome everyone for joining us this morning on site and joining us online. Welcome to Free Community Church, where free stands for First Realize Everyone's Equal. So for those who are new with us, um, all right, maybe you're sitting among us or you're joining us online, you know, this is a, our church. is an inclusive church, affirmative church, where people, uh, regardless of your race, your social economic status, your gender identity, your sexual orientation, your physical, mental, and emotional state. We are all included in this sacred space to be called the worthy children of God. So, welcome home for those who are new with us. All right, uh, we like to stay in touch with you by serving you better and uh, knowing where you are coming from. All right, but uh, you can leave your details by scanning the QR code. By whipping out your phone, or uh, going to fcc.la/welcome, and there will be a simple uh, welcome uh, newcomers form. So this May on the 29th, we'll have a newcomers meeting. And if you are interested to get to know us better, and for us to like just chit chat with you, you know, like um, so you know our mission and our community better. All right, fill out the form, or you may email to info at freecomchurch.org. Alright, so thank you, Mia, also for the earlier message, right? It was very helpful for me. There's a lot of points of, of reflection. And if you felt that the message has been very helpful to you, give us a like, subscribe to our channel, YouTube channel, alright? This will help us to get our message, the good news, right? To reach out to more people um, that, you know, that would benefit their life. So for the next part, uh, we move on to worshiping God uh, with our giving. So, for those who are very familiar with who have been with us, you are very familiar now that we are giving. You know, um, we have various channels to give, right, to the general fund of the church and the building fund of the church by going to uh, scanning the QR code with your uh, app, all right, your banking app, or uh, by giving to PayNow through PayNow, or uh, you can actually give by credit card by visiting FreeCom Church. Dot give, dot Asia, and a small uh, percentage of uh, a min fee is applicable on gift.Asia. So uh, just some background for those who are new um, w- with us. the general fund goes down to paying the operation, you know the expenses of operating the church and its mission. As for the building fund, it goes to pay down solely for the mortgage of the church. So all the users of the, uh, the funds are transparent and are accounted for. So later on, after the prayer of uh, um, Thanksgiving, we'll be inviting the stewards to come forward uh, to, take, to take up the offer uh, offering for those who are dropping cash. Alright? So, but before that, I'd like to invite all of us to join me in the prayer of Thanksgiving. God... You are the divine healer, the, di- the wounded healer. There are wounds in our lives that bring about pain and suffering. We thank You for walking with us, for becoming like us, sharing in our suffering, so that we may participate and share in Your healing, Your joy and Your love. We thank you for the blessing. You are our blessing. You are our blessing in our lives. So Lord, as we walk on this journey of faith and healing, help us to become the people who restores shalom in this world. By our, through our giving, our offering, help us to bring about wholeness in creation, in our community, in our society, in our relationships with one another. Lord, we trust in You. We give thanks to You for continually walking in our lives with us. We thank You for all this You have done for us. In Jesus' name, and all God's people say, Amen. All right, may I invite a steward to come forward to take up the offering? Ring? So if you are giving by cash, you may raise your hand and our stewards will come to you right, to receive your offering. For the next part, we have announcements. We have a very short announcement uh, today. All right, Of three uh, announcements. The first one will be, wow, that's really big. Uh, we need you. Everything you see here, whether it's online or on site, is was brought to you by our product, video production or even our Sunday service ministry. All right. But much needed is actually, yeah the, the the hive. If you don't see, for those who are online, but those who are on-site, you can turn. We have our production team up in the hive. We call it the hive, all right? The busy bees, all right? They're working very hard, all right, to bring about, you know, the message beyond the walls of the, the, the church. It's no longer a confined space, but sacred space is where love is, all right? So, you can participate in this mission, in this ministry, by you don't have to have any technical backgrounds. All right? You don't even need to feel like, oh, I need to be competent in technology to join. But if you're interested, you can just simply sign up by going to info.freecomchurch.org and we can organise a tour for you to observe what uh, behind the scenes how the produ- video production ministry goes about You know, um, is uh, work all right, on every Sunday. Right, so, that you can make an informed choice, you know, like whether this is right for me and you know, I will feel joyful, right? Don't feel stressed, uh, start pulling out hair and things like that, all right? So, we need you, so don't hesitate. The fundamentals, there are two sessions camera operation fundamentals and camera operations practice session coming up um, today. There is one um, this morning that's part. There's another one session, the practice session coming on the 4th of June, all right? That will be uh, 10 to 12. All right, so it can become like part of like understudy in this, like um, our production, our Sunday service. So don't wait anymore, right? Or if you know someone who like oh, maybe have like this technical inclination, ask your friends to join, all right. Next, of course, the other part of our our worship experience, our spiritual experience during a Sunday worship, is actually the worship itself, the, vo- the vocalization, the singing. Right, the raising up of our voices and our hearts so all right if you're interested to join the team all right but you're like uh, don't don't worry about like you know you you, you sing out of tune and things like that i think it's the heart that is uh, most important all right? so if you're interested in, you know explore all right explore the possibility and then, uh, of course i think there is a few uh, there's one or two sessions of interview and also selection so um, but you do you, you don't have to be too worried about that if you are interested, just go to info at freecomchurch.org. Now, you, everybody by now, you know, right? Everything, if you have questions about uh, the church or serving, you can just go to this one email. No wrong door policy, all right? Info at freecomchurch.org. Last but not least, one uh, uh, announcement for our, our congregation, our members, all right, is that our, Rep, our pastor, Reverend Miyak, is going away on his annual leave, all right? Uh, with the family for un- from tomorrow onwards until the 1st of June. All right? So I wish him a very good time of rest. All right? It's much needed rest after so many years, uh, these few years of COVID, uh, it can be draining. So all the best for your annual leave. Right? Yay! Finally, Miyak get to clear leave. <laughs> 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 so uh, for the next segment, it will be benediction. May I invite Pauline to give us the benediction?
1: Will you stand, uh, as you're able and willing, to receive the benediction? God, we thank you that you are the God of Shalom, the one who desires to restore all to wholeness and right relationship, the healing of broken bodies, broken hearts, broken spirits, broken relationships, broken systems. So now go, go and be God's wounded healers, participants of tikkun olam, the repairing of the universe, and may our God of love and shalom go with you, both now and always. Amen. So Thank you so much for joining us for service this morning. Uh, do join us again, and I want to wish you a very blessed week ahead, and God, go with you.